are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. All right, greetings and salutations to all my fellow Sky Watchers listening tonight. Thank you all for being here with us and listening live on this wonderful evening of June 20th, 2017. Of course, coming to you at the speed of sound. Direct from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida, this is Sky Watchers Radio, and I am broadcasting live on what some would say is the third rock from the sun. Some say it's a warm little place called Aspen. I'd like to call it Earth. That's what I like to call it. Now, to our intergalactic listeners, I say again, folks, remember, just uh, don't forget, if you flippity-flop-flop when you zippity-boop-bop-boom, you're going to have a z- Dip, zap, zippity, bop, bop, pop on your boom, boom. So careful, guys. It's very dangerous out there. Our flat earthers, all of you, please, uh, you know, take a seat. Get some, you know, get a chalk. Draw yourself a chair. You know, it will be good. If you guys stick around, I love you, flat earthers. Uh, again, I am Angel, and as with me, and with me as always, is my hetero radio life mate, the one and only, the wind, the, the wind beneath my wings. That's right. Mr. Alan Weiler, a.k.a. Mo Money. What's up, buddy? Yo, Mo Money, Mo Money. Mo Money, God, Mo I remember Money. that movie. That was a good God, movie. I remember that movie. You know what I realized? Black Panther is not the first superhero to have a movie. Uh, Yeah, no kidding. There's been a you know who it is? <laughs> you know who it is? Uh, what, Superman? Blank Man. Oh, no, Blank Man. True, yeah. That's, well, you're right. Well, you're, you're seeing black as in a, a black superhero. Right, I just said. I just right. realized that Black Panther. Now, the first hold on. Black the the blank. Hero. Hold on. The blank man come out before Meteor Man. Remember Meteor Man? Oh God, yes, I remember Meteor Man. Who did that? Uh, Townsend, Robert Townsend. Townsend, yes, Robert Townsend. Oh, you're good. You're good. And uh, well, yeah, remember, I'm Russell not even it. looking at IMDb. I'm just thinking that off the top of my head. Yeah, remember, um, Russell, wow. we can't forget. I, I we can't forget Steel. First. We can't forget Steel with Shaq. Remember that. Yeah, Shaq was after Blank Man. We know that. Yeah. Yeah, that, sorry it? about that. But, but anyway. Uh, um, what's going on yeah, with you? Hey, you, 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 def- you definitely sound like you're uh, driving somewhere. So what are you doing? Are you driving yep. somewhere? I am driving right home to get my head set on and be sounding a lot better, hopefully, for the last hour and a half of the show. Now, let me tell you so guys. I'm it's, driving it, right now. It's funny, he calls me up and he's like, yeah, I'll be ready in about 25 minutes, just, uh, let's go. And I'm like, wait a second, what do you mean well, you'll be ready Did I really have minutes? that kind of a southern accent, really? You kind of did, I mean, I don't know where it came from, I really don't. Yeah, it didn't come from me, so, uh, yeah, I think it's all your imagination, so. I mean, I, I was anyway. like, 
Is it you, Alan? Because you sound like you're Southern all of a sudden. I don't sound Southern. If I sounded Southern, I'd be sounding like this. That's how, that's exactly how you sounded, y'all. Yeah, but I don't sound like that. Not at all. No. Normally. Now, guys, right, we, have so, the, uh, we have a good show uh, tonight. In fact, I want to announce uh, the next uh, yeah, who do we got? shows who do we got? are going to be tonight? really good. Who do we got tonight? Uh, now here's the, here's the kicker. I was trying to get uh, UFO Bob on the show the last couple of weeks, and UFO Bob is uh, going to be on with us. Now, I don't, I'm not going to have him on this week because I really want to promote the heck out of his show and uh, have him on. Okay. Um, we're going to have him on uh, the week after uh, July 4th. We're going to be off July 4th week because you know it's July 4th. You, you know, you, and is pay. July 4th on a Tuesday this year? I think. It's, yeah. Okay, fine. I yeah, it, it is on a, it is on a Tuesday, yeah. So, it's, yeah, July 4th, I'm not going to do a radio show, and I don't expect anybody to like, actually want to broadcast. Okay, we time. should run, you know what we should do? We should have a poll in the chat room tonight for everyone to decide what rerun we should do on July 4th. Oh, in other words, more work for me to do later. Okay, good. I'll put, I'll put that together later. But anyway, July 4th week, we're going to Tell me that's not a brilliant idea. It's you, a cool idea, but great idea. Let me continue. So we're going to have, uh, we, we want to really promote that show. We're going to have him on, on the 11th of July, which is cool because this gives me a couple of weeks to really promote it. And he has a really cool uh, shtick. He's a, he, he has a YouTube channel and, uh, it's about cooking, right. but it started about ufology. So I want to, you know, I want to really like, you know, get into like what made him switch into a UFO cooking channel and it's all funny stuff and, UFO cooking channel. You know, the one thing that I really learned from Babylon 5 was that no matter what planet that you're from, there's always some version tasting the same as Swedish meatballs. Correct. Speaking of Babylon 5, uh, let's let's all give our condolences to Stephen First, who passed on this weekend uh, from Babylon 5. Oh, he was also known this. as Flounder from Animal House. Yes. But he played Veer Kodo on Babylon 5, and we will miss him greatly. Uh, and he was for, a funny, funny guy. I I met him a couple of times at conventions. He always yeah, had some in, good story to tell. Rest in peace. And for our, our hip-hop audience, uh, we lost Prodigy from Mob Deep today. Right. The infamous Mob Deep. We, we, we lost him today, and uh, apparently yeah. you can't stop talking about the Tupac movie uh, on Facebook. Well, I, I noticed I, I made a review video on YouTube, but that has nothing to do with uh, what we're talking about here tonight. So let's uh, talk about no, this. No, right. right. Uh, our, about our show, Back to This. Yeah, anyway. So before we sidetracked here with ADD Boy over here, uh, as I was saying, uh, we're going to have uh, UFO Bob on the 11th of July, and then we're going to have actually Uf- UFO Jim on uh, with us next week. Everybody's and, first name is UFO now. What the hell? Well, this is all a ploy on my part. I'm trying to get UFO Phil to come back on the show. He hasn't been on in a while, so I'm getting as many people with the name UFO involved to see if maybe he'll be like, hey, wait a second. Why can't I be in that lineup? UFO Bob, UFO Jim, UFO Phil, come on. So I want to see if I can what, make that happen. What, going to be UFO Angel? Maybe. All right. Be, your name is UFO Angel. And you show. can be UFO Wilder. Yeah, I'm going to skip on that one. I'll be the normal of the two, usually. Oh, come on. You have a pinky to my brain. All right. Well, don't forget that. We'll, we'll don't, discuss don't forget, it. Don't forget it. Pinky to the brain. Uh, yeah, you forgot to mention that in the intro tonight. I'm just so insulted. Yeah, well, Nerf! 
Narf, there you go. But uh, joining us tonight, it's going to be Robert Morningstar. And the reason I wanted to have him on in kind of like last minute type of thing is because he has uh, now uh, started doing the video show for YouTube also. And uh, I just caught the one he did recently, and it was really uh, interesting about, you know, JFK, which is one of the things he talks about a lot. And uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that uh, video. It's an 11-minute video show he's doing now. And, of course, Robert Morningstar, one of our favorites here on the show, and... Um, you know, it, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have him on in the second hour, like usual. That reminds me, do you think Robert's listening into the first hour? I would hope so, but we'll find out in the second hour. Okay. <laughs> okay, reason I ask is because I heard a rumor the other day oh boy. that the real reason Marilyn Monroe was killed, Uh-oh. assassinated, basically, was because she was trying to convince both JFK and Bobby Kennedy to disclose the UFO truth. And they were really considering it. So they killed her instead of them. Hmm. And then he was still going to go through with it, so they killed him. And obviously... Well, well eventually, you know, they, they, eventually they killed all three of them. Right. So. But I'm hearing that might, have been, that might be actually something very interestingly true. It's possible. It's like so, everything in the world. It's a possibility. Well, there's some documents that were released that sort of hint towards it. Now, are we talking about like Majestic 12 type of documents or uh, something legit? I'm saying there are CIA documents that are very heavily redacted, but sort of hint towards it. Well, that's interesting. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Uh, link me uh, later some uh, information on that. I will happily do that. Because I have not seen right, that. So- I'm not too into the uh, the whole Marilyn Monroe uh, assassination thing, though. But I mean, that, that sounds pretty interesting if you ask me. Now that you include aliens in it, so hey, stranger things have happened and turned out to be true. Indubitably, my friend. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, when I start reading that and see what that's all about. Now, uh, let's see. There's uh, wow. We got uh, about forty minutes before we got to go on break and get Robert on. So we got some uh, blasts from the a-hole later on, and we got some news in the second here for the Wall of Weird News segment of the show. Yeah, and uh, you, I thought Christopher Brown was going to join us this week. He said to him about joining, but how is he doing? Hopefully, he will call in and say hey. he's doing better. I mean, he's starting to walk now. You know, like the the, the infection is uh, starting to, to get better, and good. I'm he's glad. not he, he's not as swollen as he used to be. And have we heard from Danny? Danny hasn't called in in ages. I think Danny's Maybe still kind of mad at me. I, I don't know. Danny's mad at you. Uh, yeah, he's still at the other. He's a little mad. He wouldn't admit it, but I think What did you do to piss him off this time? Dude, what haven't I done to piss people off? I, I just Sometimes I just say, hey, how you doing? And people get mad. I don't understand it. Danny, so. if you're listening, let me just tell you this. Just remember, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. That's a true story, Danny. That's a true story. Unless you're into that kind of thing. Unless you have to pay extra for it, so yes. Yeah, unless you're, other, unless you're, that's like, a whole other show. Unless you run with the R. Kelly crowd, then you know you might be into that kind of thing. You never know. Just saying. Yeah. Well. All right. True story. So what's what's on the wonderful wall of weird? What kind of wonderful news do we have? Well, we're gonna get there in a second. Uh, but do you have anything else that you want to get to? Any uh, agendas? Uh, anything you want to promote before we get to the wall of weird news? Any pimping and promoting? Um. Let's see. I did pick up a couple of extra network routers if anybody wants them. I got them on a really, really, really great wholesale deal if anybody needs them. 
They're Belkin N600 routers that have a modem built in. So that way you can combine two pieces of gear for one. Really, I'm, really high-end. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, finish up. No, no, I, you know, I've got a good deal. I'll actually give the model number out in about uh, 20 minutes when I'm actually in front of it. Um, I've got a couple of them. They retail for 129 I will happily get rid of them for 50 bucks. Look at that, folks. 50 That's bucks. where everybody now says, ooh, tell me ooh. more. Okay, everybody now say, ooh, tell me more. Uh, okay, thank yeah. you everybody for now saying that. Right. Hopefully someone's typing that. Hopefully someone's typing that in the chat room. Ooh, no, tell me more. Probably not, but but anyway, uh, tell me more. I want to know. Okay. No, no, really. it's a high end. No, but okay, tell me fine. More. I won't. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 it's okay. No, no, no. I insist. It's okay to go ahead. No. Anyway, I, I tomorrow insist, I'm off to more. Atlanta. If anybody <laughs> listens to. Our show in Atlanta, let me know, because I'm going to be in Atlanta for this weekend. Hopefully it's going to be a great and wonderful weekend as I line the rest of my summer up for hitting Comic-Con and a whole bunch of state fairs. There you go. Very cool. So, let's see, I'm trying to think. Anything else I need to pimp and promote? Um, uh, anything else? No? No, I can't, tell, I can't say anything about anything else right now. Things that are was... moving along and in the works. That was the answer I was hoping for, so we could play this sound effect. Here we go. Wall of Weird News on Skywatchers Radio. 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 All right, sounds good. And here we go. Wall of Weird News. And uh, let's see. Let's get to some uh, news items of the week. And one of them comes directly from OpenMinds.tv. And uh, this is a uh, flight path of a UFO over Aden, North Carolina. It says UFO captured on video by drone over North Carolina. And uh, I'm going to read this article real quick, and I'm going to post it on our uh, Facebook page. Always, as you guys want to read along, is uh, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. It says here, a North Carolina witness at Aden reported discovering a UFO in video shot from a drone. I love drones. That's impressive. Uh, Yep, according to the uh, case testimony and uh, case number 80053 from the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON Witnesses Reported Database says the 59-year-old witness is a retired USAAF with a 20-year military career who shot the footage at uh, 2.12 p.m. on October 26, 2016. And it's a very shiny object, says, uh, and I quote here, says, I thought I had seen it all. The witness stated, this footage took me back. I was flying my aerial camera from uh, Aden District Park. The skies were clear and with unlimited visibility. I did not witness this object firsthand, but it wasn't until I reviewed the 4K footage on my 4K TV that I first spotted the object on video. The witness explained the footage, and he says, I shot in 4K 30 FPS, and uh, that's pretty impressive uh, Definition. 30 frames per second, that's, yep, yep. that must be a really, really good uh, oh, yeah. drone. It says, you can view this object from about 10 frames as it flies towards and passes under my drone. Uh, during these 10 frames of viewing, this object travels three quarters to one mile in one third of a second. That's about 10,000 miles per hour, guys. Wow. Which means it was breaking the sound barrier, but nobody heard it. Yeah, exactly. The object appears to be a solid... Uh, but emitting its own light or reflecting light of some sort. 
Now, maybe bending light around it, that's probably what it's really doing. But says the, uh, the file, uh, the file size prevented the witness from uploading the video with this report and, uh, is then posted on YouTube. But it says, Mufon, North Carolina field investigator Sanford Davis closed the case as an unknown. And, okay, uh, so Mufon has the video, but we can't see it. Is that what it is? Right. They just, they posted a couple of still images of, uh, what you can kind of see in the image. And it looks pretty impressive, but I want to see the actual video. I mean, well, why, have, yeah, why, have, why can't they post the videos, what I want to know. I mean, it's 4K footage, for crying out loud. Say that again? It's 4K footage, for crying out loud. Four, well, <laughs> 4K footage. That's exactly. going to be a little bit of a big file. But you know something? YouTube now has some videos in 4K. I understand that. I'm just pointing that out. Yeah, but it's uh, it, look, here's the thing. Even if it's a big file, this is a very short piece of footage. It's not like they, they took hours of footage. Okay. True. It's a few yeah. seconds. So, I mean, it's not like it's going to be a humongous file. Right, it file. can't be that big. Right, exactly. And you can probably compress this shit a little bit and still make it look, you know, high definition. So that there, would I mean, be a there, nice thing. There's no explanation why MUFON is not putting that out. I mean, that's ridiculous. Unless it's one of ours, and they've been told to not, not let anybody see it. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's the case or not, but uh, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed that they're not putting like out that video. Answer. Yeah, well, it always is. Well, I'm just saying, it's not, you know, it sounds like a good answer. Like, no, well, I'm just. Whatever. No, I'm just speaking of to... speaking of whatever, and uh, moving on from uh, this uh, report here, uh, did you get a chance to listen to uh, Little Ray of Sunshine's uh, radio show this past week, uh, Jimmy Church? No, I did not. How much did he rag on us this time? No, actually, it, it's funny because he didn't, he doesn't mention us by name, but uh, he's talking about like you know fringe people in ufology that are being uh, disinformation agents, and like uh, he doesn't understand why there's so much negativity and blah 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 blah. Well, we're we can't be called disinformation. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think he's directing that part at us. I really don't because I, I you know I don't think he's uh, you know. I don't think he thinks that we're disinformation agents. I don't think that. Because we're not putting out any information that is untrue. I mean, if anything, right. you know, we're saying some shit, hey, that, that might be bullshit or that might be real or whatever. I mean, exactly. disinf- like, if you want, if you want the clear case of a disinformation guy, uh, David Wilcock. Classic case of a guy who's okay. putting out bullshit information. Uh, David Icke. Classic guy who's putting out misinformation. Uh, Billy Myers. Classic guy putting out misinformation. Lies, folks. People that lie to you and sell you bullshit as fact to create a cult. Those are disinformation people. If they, of course, they're you have creating your... a cult. They're creating a pa- they're creating a pa- a passionate crowd that's going to buy their book. Yeah, that's a cult. Anyway, but because they have on. to sell they have to sell their books, right? Because that's the only way they can make some money. Well, here's the thing. I, but that's I just have... my opinion. No, but it goes way beyond books, dude. That's that you're completely, uh, you know. I mean, yeah, it's a nice story, but you're completely missing the entire picture here, uh, because these guys are selling more than books. They're selling, you know, a lifestyle. They're selling videos. They're selling, you know, come and meet Billy and pay right. him this much money to be to meet him and spend time with Billy and come to the ranch and right. spend time at the ranch and look up at the skies and trip out in the uh, in the wilderness and look up at the skies. You see something? Look up the sky and catch nothing on camera. That's right. right. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. There's, you know, cultists. Sorry like, if uh, I sound jaded, folks. I apologize. Yeah, well, 
this is what I'm talking about, cultist-like, uh, you know, people out there, and it, it's it's ridiculous that this day and age, in 2017, for crying out loud, we're, we still have people following for this crap. Uh, but ufology is like anything else. It's like religion. People fall for it in religion. People fall for it in ufology. People fall for it in paranormal. People fall for it in every aspect of life. I mean, uh, hell, you know, it, it, cult-like stuff. Well, you know what they say? Movies. There are more idiots than smart people in the world, unfortunately, and, especially you know, and, with today's education. Not, not only that, there's also a big chunk of the population that suffer from mental illness, and they'll follow any kind of re- retarded shit, and that's the worst way of saying it, but it's, it's just a fact, guys. It's, it's retarded. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, what, the, you know, the things that Little Ray of Sunshine was talking about on this show, and look, you know, this is what we do here on Skywatchers Radio, folks. This is realism radio for the masses. We, you know, we talk real shit. We talk to you like real people. We don't get down with the cookie cutter nonsense of, you know, some radio host, uh, where, you know, they're, they're, they're all about their, uh, selling their products, and even though we have the other guy pimp his shit earlier, but at least when we have, like, gold, you want to invest in gold? It's great for you. Gold, yeah, because when the dollar breaks, gold, that's going to keep you afloat. No, it's not. Because guess what? Here's, here's the real kicker. Let's just say an alien invasion breaks out. Do you think they're going to give a shit about you having some gold? No, let's but just other say, people will. Hold on, other but let's, people just, will. let's just say, no, they won't. Let's just say a, a, uh, an apocalypse, like a zombie apocalypse breaks out. Do you think anyone's right. going to give a shit about gold? No. No, I think people are going to care about something they could use as stored value because the currency world went to shit. Yeah, but people are going to be trading for gold. That's ridiculous. All right. I mean, have you not been watching The Walking Dead? Right. Exactly. See what I'm saying? Yeah, we're taking a break in a couple of minutes. You can go inside and freshen up. Well, no, no. I'm inside if you want to switch me over from the uh, phone that I'm on to Skype world. Oh yeah, well get on Skype. I am. Oh well, let's uh, let's switch you over. Big switch right. with the other guy. All right. No, no, just stay right there. Don't, don't, don't go anywhere. Hold on. Let's see how Tickety this works. Talk. I'm gonna see if I can make this work. Let's see if I can add you by adding you when I already have you on here. But I'm not gonna add you as an ad call. I'm gonna add you as at Skype. Damn it, it won't let me. All right, okay, so I'm gonna I, hang up I, I have to hang up. Yeah, me. I just have to hang up on your ass. That's all. And there it is. I just hung up on him. It's okay. We'll get the other guy back online. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I mean, he's not really that important on the show. I am the important. Jordan Stout. And there we go. We're back live. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Relax. We're back live. And you sound a whole lot better. Excellent. Excellent. That's right. We had a little moment of silence there, and uh, again, that is for uh, Prodigy of Mob Deep. That's a moment of silence we had there. Oh, oh, man. He was the infamous mob. Cadessa. Now listen. You know, I never... That's part of the lyrics. (laughs) Oh, really? I I, I never really listened to him, so... Uh, Never never really listened to him, sorry. That's all good. All I can say is... What the hell was that in the background? Well, was what in the background? I don't I know. I heard, some, I heard some moaning and some yawning and something sexual. What's going on back there? Oh, that was me going, ha, 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 ha. Wow. Angelic voices. Scary, isn't it, folks? He's a real person. That's right. I'm scary. That's right. I'm scary. He's a real person. I know. It's scary shit. But anyway, like I was saying before, we we had to like go in a, a little... Uh, 
semi blackout there because of the other guy. Uh, our ray of oh, sunshine. Blame it on me. That's right. It is your fault. You're 25 minutes late, man. It's, it's always your fault. But uh, <sighs> listen, little ray of sunshine, like I'm trying to get to here. Uh, basically spent an entire show uh, with a bunch of folks that he brought in for this roundtable discussion that he had uh, been saying he was going to talk about, you know, the, the people in ufology or the paranormal that are causing all these problems and blah, 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 blah. Basically, it turned out to be a big bunch of nothing. Had a bunch of folks on there that had no idea what he was even talking about. Uh, he spent the entire time asking them questions that they had no idea how to answer. It was ridiculous. I mean, he lost so much credibility because of that show. And the fact is, like, I've never named names since I've been on this show. I don't name names, and you know who I'm talking about. I think that might have been towards us, that part. Huh. Well, Because I got, no, I got no problem mentioning names. Little is this sunshine. the part where I say oops? Yeah, that's the part where you say oops. All right. Oh, by the way, uh, remember that link I was telling you beforehand uh, in the uh, day that it was – this is really good news. I'm going to send you the link to it right now. All right, good man. Now, the <laughs> stuff they were supposedly talking about is uh, this Gaia, speaking of cult, this Gaia website that they've got put together. In. And, of right. course, they got Christopher uh, Good, uh, Corey Good, I'm sorry, Corey Good, uh, who is uh, spreading all kind of misinformation. And here's the kicker. What's the kicker? One, you need to invest in the mute button. Two... Uh, here's the kicker. Corey Good um, has been saying a whole lot of stuff about, you know, programs and projects that he's been on. And, you know, look, you guys can go Google, like, the entire background of Corey Good, But none of it is uh, verified or verified with any tangible evidence. He's never, com- you know, come forward with anything. But Jimmy Church and a lot of these folks are so weaved into his story. And they're so interconnected into this guy that, if the cards fall down and, and he is proven to be a fake, which I'm pretty sure it's going to happen any minute now because the guy's a phony, uh, when that happens, all these people might go down with him because they're all backing this guy 100% like he's the real deal. And I think that's what this show is about that he put on because he's kind of scared that people are catching on. That the whole Gaia website and David Wilcock and Corey Good and all these, you know, jokesters and hoaxsters are doing nothing but, you know, destroying ufology with this nonsense. Uh, with, you know, stories that make absolutely no sense are not in any way, shape, or form verifiable or even, uh, knowledgeable by any source of evidence. Yeah, but some of his followers and some of his people that, you know, proclaim his whatever, they don't know any better. That's the problem. You can't blame them for not knowing any better. No, but that's that's the exact problem right there. So I mean, when when you have that as the issue at hand, then you got to say, well, how do you educate the, the masses? Well, this is why you know we have shows like Skywatchers Radio, like Ufonaut Radio, like the Paranormal Code with Rich Giordano. You know, shows that are not just trying to sell you uh, you know a book. They're not just trying to sell you gold in between you know selling you a book. You know, we're going to tell you, you know, what some information is, if it's real, if it's not. We're not here to judge. We let you decide. But at the same time, if it's really, really, really clear that it's fake, I think, you know, we owe it to the audience to tell them, listen, this is Bat Squatch. Exactly. Don't get and duped. I'll, you know, I, I would honestly, in all truth, um, not buy gold, folks, because if you are buying gold for stored wealth, Here's the one thing. When you do have to barter for something, how do you make change? 
You want to buy silver. Silver is what you want to buy. Beads, bullets, and band-aids, in case you're worried about the world coming to an end. You want to be able to trade beans, bullets, and band-aids. Do you know how much silver you need to have to make a whole lot of bullets? And first of all... No, 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 no. If you have to go into the production of making bullets, you know, that's, you don't need a lot of, you know, equipment. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you're making silver bullets. I'm saying the things that you should stock up on in case of silver bullets. Okay, not silver bullets. I gotcha. No. I gotcha. Silver. And bullets. Yeah, I gotcha. So, yeah, silver, comma. Bullets, comma. Yes, I gotcha. Uh, Other guy. I gotcha. You said make silver bullets for the werewolves. I gotcha. It's all good. But in reality, Speaking uh, of werewolves, folks, do not see the Mummy movie. It sucks. Really? You didn't like it? Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Bring bring back Brendan Fraser, please. Begging, oh, please. Oh, God. Have you seen Brendan Fraser these days? He's not doing well. Can't say I've seen him recently, but probably no, you're right. Not. Maybe his time well. has come and gone. Yeah, you could, you could definitely say that. You could definitely say that. Even though it would have been cool if they would have piggybacked off of his mummy movies and done the uh, shared universe, the dark universe, don't want to do him. Well, they did. They did have that. a reference to him in the new movie. They really yeah. did. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. I, I actually thought it was a little bit better than probably you saw did, it. But did you see the reference? I, I saw it, but I kind of like glossed over. So I don't like really. I saw the movie like once. So I haven't really seen. Yeah, I only saw it once. Yeah. No, I, the Book of the Dead from his movie was in this movie. Yeah, but yeah, but still, that's very you know, that's a, a very light reference of anything. It's not enough. No, because that's actually the Book of the Dead actually exists. So do you have a copy? No, not in my library. Not at this very very moment. No, I can't say I have. But anyway, moving on to other news because now we're Any we Necronomicons say, lying around? No, not this week. Oh, maybe maybe okay. next week. Can All we right. move on to other stuff now? Because uh, you gave me this article here. Sure, it's sure. above top secret. Top secret. It says, uh, let's see, why did NASA delete this image from the June 2017 yet? It's on another rover page. Okay. Uh, do you want to give us a little insight on this uh, other guy since you actually uh, delivered Yeah, this hang on. Let me bring it back news? up. Yep. Let me bring it back up. Um... Did you post it in the chat room for everybody to look? I'm doing that right now, sir. Okay. It appears once again that uh, a photo from Mars that was up for a short bit that showed something interesting was taken off again real quick. Dun-dun-dun. If you all follow the link, you'll notice that there's a post uh, that was part of a link to a video. From 2014 with the image. Uh, the one from 2014 claims it's a Russian and ignore the music, but it is an anomaly that uh, people cannot describe. It looks metallic and it looks like it's above the ground. So guess what? Mm. There's what? some truth to that. There's something solid there. It's no smoke and mirrors, folks. It's really something there. The question is, what the hell is it? Mm. And it was only caught on one of the two panoramic cameras. So, um, I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you, um, it ain't swamp gas. No, no, no. This is definitely not light reflecting from Uranus. Nope, nope. Oh yeah, that was the other thing that, that was another thing on the news. Uh, apparently NASA's gonna send some probes to look for gas around Uranus. 
Well, yeah, I hope they don't go into my bathroom in the last uh, the last uh, thirty minutes. Go find some oh. gases in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not wow. pretty. Thanks not for pretty. sharing. Yeah, well, you know, sharing is caring. Uh, see, I see this one image. Kind of looks like uh, the land speeder that Luke drives in Star Wars. You see that? Really? I, what what how far down the page are you looking here? Uh, like halfway through the page. It just throws like a still image. Now it's a whole video. Oh, damn. I'm looking and I'm like, I don't think it's a land speeder, but, you know, hey, stranger things have happened around here. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Uh, Tatooine was very Mars-like. Actually, it, like I said, it's on another NASA site, so folks, you think it's a hoax, we're also going to post the NASA link as well, too, for it. And I'll tell you, this is something that is, um, can't tell the size of it, but it's definitely solid in structure. It is not part of the Mars rover gear, uh, that landed. Um, I yeah. Mean, I, here's the thing though, how many, um, rovers has, uh, NASA sent up to Mars that have actually made it onto the ground? Two. Okay. So, could this not be the other one? That's Nowhere the, uh, near each Mars? other, thousands of miles away from each other. Well, maybe this picture is taken uh, on a really badass zoomed camera. And... Yeah, I don't think so. Nice try. No. no. Yeah, I'm trying. No, I, I'm, I can't debunk it. And you know I'm more of a debunker than anything else. So, that's just my opinion. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look like it is a, like a rock formation from the looks of it. I see the shadow on the ground, so there's definitely some solid there. Come on, people, call in and have a comment. I'm stumped. I mean, this is uh, very interesting. It's really on Mars. Yeah, I can't be. I can't call back squash on this at all. I mean, but it really does to me look like uh, Landspeeder from Star Wars. It kind of looks like something like that. I don't know what you were smoking this morning, but um, you have to share with Squash for me to get there. Forget about what I was smoking this morning. Well, I was smoking about 10 minutes ago. That's the important thing. But it really does. Look, I'm going I'm to give you the picture. I'm going to show you the picture I'm talking about. Use your uh, imagination. I know that's a, a tough thing for you to do. Ha ha. Man's got no imagination, folks. None. Okay, I do, but mine needs to, Yeah, but mine would need to be on a totally different show. My yes. imagination belongs on a totally, totally different show. Yes, and that show would be triple X rated. There you go. See, I sent you the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the image here on Skype. Check that out. To me, it'll see like a Luke Landspeeder type of vibe to that. Looking at it now? Uh, no. Damn it. Really? Really. I don't see any nasals. It's not the shape of a Landspeeder. I don't see the bubble dome. Or the I kind of see like a, I see the, actually the, the, there's a like a bubbly type of windshield in the very middle of it, like middle left. Okay, what are people saying in the chat room about it? Uh, so far, no comments. We'll figure it out. Uh, no comments so far. Okay, either, while people either, are either the together. people are not in the chat room right now or they're speechless. It's one or the other. I'm, uh, I don't know, like I said, I'm stumped on this one. I can't really debunk it. I can't call, uh, call Bat Squatch on it. It looks like it's definitely hovering on, you know, on top of the ground. It doesn't look like it's just sitting on the ground because there's 
a shadow effect that goes all the way through it. So yeah, I don't see any legs. I don't see any um, thrusters. I don't see any of that. No, I mean it could have wheels, which just maybe not be. Maybe we just can't see it from this angle. Maybe the wheels are in the middle of this object. You know, I mean it, that's possible, but I don't know. Yeah, this is pretty good. I mean, I can see it possibly and it's being coming a, from NASA itself. That's the interesting part. See, this is what I would say though. I could say I could see it being maybe a really strange rock formation that just you know it looks weird in that angle of that lighting. But what gives it away as being a non a, a not a natural formation is the shadow effect that you see in the very tip of the uh, of the object. There's, I mean, it looks like there's something like hanging outward, bent to uh, the left. And that's causing a shadow to, to bend to the left. I don't know if you yeah, see that. Yeah, I, I, I got no clue. I'm voting for Swamp Gas. No, I think this is some kind of uh, bird duty on Mars. That's what this is. Um, okay, if you say so. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. Anyway, so do we have blasts? Um, yeah, we're gonna go in that segment. We're gonna go in that segment in a second. But I'm still like trying to like see if I can debunk this picture anyway. But no, so far, guys, I can't do it. If you guys have any uh, thoughts on this one, call in seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Again, that's seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. That's Man, right. that's, a, that's a pretty good one. The reptilian gods. And this is another good article I wanted to get to. Reptilian god of the ancient people of Anas. I'm gonna butcher this, but Anasazi. Anasazi. Anastasi. Yeah, Anasazi. So now, you know me, you know me, I'm not really, uh, big on the whole reptilian agenda or the reptilian gods or reptilians, period. Like, you know, I'm not really, like, a big old believer in the whole reptilian stuff. Cause let's be honest, David Icke is one that really started talking about that first. And David Icke, you know, he started talking about it around the time that show V was on TV. So I kind of have, like, an issue with that. Like, that show is about reptilians. Just ironically enough, he's having a couple of beers. And he's like, "Oh my God, the Queen's reptilian." Really? I'm David? still thinking. You know, reptilians were here way before us. We don't know how far it developed they got before there was that mass extinction, or not even mass extinction, but mass well, disappearance. Yeah, but reptilians like dinosaurs and lizards and shit like been around for. Yeah, that understand. But like reptilian aliens are coming down, and uh, you know, that's from the, the TV show V. Yeah, no, no, not necessarily so. I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from on that, but I'm just thinking, you know, they might, you know, that might not be total fabrication because, you but know, there's no, we, there's no legit evidence that the reptilians have interacted in any shape or, or form in the history of the planet. None. Well, there's all sorts of cave paintings and things like that. Which they don't look reptilian; they look more like greys and stuff like that. I mean, no, there's some reptilian ones too. Uh, I guess it's to your interpretation, but says your uh, world conspiracy proponents argue that a handful of rich men called the Illuminati, actually themselves pawns of more powerful and cunning rulers who in real life have control over our civilization. It, reptilians, feeding negative energy earthlings for this reason. They are doing everything possible to inhabit, uh, to inhabitants of the earth as much as you can suffer Hated, advised, and organized in revolution of in war and so on, so you can kill each other and hurt each other because they feed off your negativity, your negative energy, folks. Yeah, that's, that's right. Bad energy, bad energy. 
this is what these reptilians came to Earth to do. This is not yesterday's mythology about them having virtually every nation. For example, in America, you can still find remnants of dwellings of ancient uh, Nazazi, whatever, civilization, uh, forgotten ancestors, the disappearance uh, of which some researchers have linked to the advent, advent of reptilians of this continent. See, here's the thing. They're saying reptilians roam the continent that we, we stand ground on, right? Right. Where's the proof? Like, where, where is the proof? It was in uh, the Grand Canyon, but they took it away. Let's see. Uh, the best known settlements of the Anasazi ruins are considered to be Mesa Verde, discovered in, in 1888 by Richard, and I'm not going to pronounce his last name, I'm going to screw that up. Uh, he was a trader, and he says it was a beautiful village, Pueblo Bonito, located in the distance of New Mexico, Chaco Canyon. Okay. Okay, now I'm looking at some of the footage here. Yeah, it looks like uh, remnants of like some old building structures where people would live, you know, back in those and days. And a totally different design than most Indian tribes of the area or of the country in general. Right. Yeah, but this doesn't exactly mean reptilians lives in there. Okay, let's let's be real. No, but their gods might have been reptilian. Okay, that's you know, see that's where I have a problem with that because. Uh, where in their writing does it say that they worshipped gods or reptilians? I don't know. In fact, however, Northworthy uh, here says uh, an interesting legend of Navajo, according to her, uh, to the ancient times in Choco Canyon, were Navajo forbidden, uh, forbidden to go so far. He says, uh, it says, I fell from the sky a huge ship which flew a large lizard who commanded the people who inhabited these lands to call them a god and worship him. The raptor, uh, raptor, uh, can take the image of a tall blonde man with blue eyes. See guys, this is what's going on back then. See, now we're going back to the Nordics. Yeah, no, but here's the thing. It came down as a giant lizard and it became a, a tall blue guy, blonde guy with blue eyes. Here's the thing guys. Back they got then, holograms. They, hold on. Back then, back then, these folks were doing a lot of peyote. There was a lot of drug usage. They probably just saw some white people and they were like, oh my god, white people. What the hell is that? Can't understand that. They're white like people us. are the lizard people. How is that possible? You know, like, that's the shit that was going on. Let's be realistic, folks. I mean, they, come on. Be real. It's called I mean, ancient CGI. Why do you why do you think that uh, white people are the ones that are always seen as the reptilians by David Icke? It's all because it's all a white it's a, no. Well, he's a white guy, but it's all a white thing. It's all a white conspiracy. The queens are reptilian. White people are the reptilians. Really, David Icke? Somebody's been watching V just a little bit too much. <laughs> That's you, David Ike. Just a little bit too much. Now, with that said, now we're finally going to the segment that you, my friend, like the best. I love answering it. Yes, we know you like answering for it and answering it. All right. Do the sound effects. Do the intro. Okay. I just did. <laughs> it's a, well, it's a short sound effect. Oh, there we go. That's. Oh, wait, that's another one. Uh huh. Okay, there we go. All right, moving on. Now we have uh, blast through the a hole, and uh, let's see. We get uh, we got a few uh, different questions here. Are you ready? Other guys? yes, I am. All right. Are you ready for a blast, my friend? Woohoo! What? 
By the way, what are you eating? Well, you, you definitely are eating something because I hear like. Trying Woo-hoo. to drink some water and clear my throat. Oh, that's not drinking water. Come on now. I was on mute. You were in a lot of things. I don't think mute okay. was one of them. <laughs> I could gargle. Whoa. You know, it's funny because I can't, I can't hear the sound effects myself. It's kind of weird. Uh, that's oh, all maybe, I, maybe I have to do this. Hold on. Let's see. That's weird, and it's not playing on my end over there. That's strange. Oh, wow. I'm looking at the window, and there's a frog trying to get in. Huh. And you, see, you're definitely eating now. Now you're lying. Now you're eating. No, I'm serious. There's a frog by the window trying to get in. No, no, but I hear you, like, chomping away at something. I am not chomping at anything. Otherwise, my mouth will fall more. Let me go food in my mouth. Whoa. So, you okay, yeah, everybody? I, I was trying to make it sound like I had food in my mouth, so... <laughs> I don't have any food in my mouth, so there. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, let's not put anything in your mouth. Good boy. Thank you. <laughs> Alright. Wow, that just it got awkward very quick. Yeah. Alright. Get- well, there we go. We got sound. Alright. Okay. That was pretty loud, right, guys? That was pretty loud. I don't know what the hell happened with the board here, but it was just, it was not playing the sounds, man. I don't, it was funny, I think the audience was probably listening to, like, the, the stuff playing, but I couldn't hear it. And I know you couldn't hear it. No, I could not hear it. And that's a problem. I heard so now that. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, baby. Okay, here we go. First question comes from Earl. He wants to know, do aliens eat, pee, and poop like the rest of us? If I had the answers to that shit, Earl, I mean, find out loud, dude. What do you people think? That we have, like, the answers to everything in life? Of course they probably pee and poop and eat. And... Well, they get rid of all sorts of things. What movie was it that, oh, yeah, that movie Paul that had the gray alien in it with uh, Simon Pegg? He yep. did everything with his finger. So did E.T. I think E.T. was a yeah. Jedi. I think E.T. was a Jedi. Mm, I think E.T. was a Jedi, too. Yep. I mean, he I used the that. Force and made things happen, and he recognized Yoda. Yeah, well, see, that's where, the, that's where I get a little bit like, well, maybe not a Jedi, because, you know, Yoda is only represented because Star Wars is a movie within the, that universe, you know, within E.T.'s universe. So no, if, if Star Wars is a movie, no, yeah, they, they even have the action figures. In yeah, movie. but E.T. never saw the movie, and he kept on when he looked yeah, at Yoda, no, he's but, like, "Come, home. no, but no, but I think the reason in the movie he does that is because he, he's like, oh, he looks like an alien, like, like maybe you want to me, like maybe he just recognizes that it's a different, he doesn't look like a human, and to him maybe he looks, maybe he's an alien. I think that's what the reference. Yeah, really but there is. was devil. If there was, if there was, if there was never a reference to Star Wars in that movie. Uh, with like a Yoda costume or with like the action figures. If, there, if that was never in the movie itself, and he did the whole thing with the bikes and the, everything else that he does magical in the movie, and then you see him in the Phantom Menace, then I'm like, goddamn right, Yoda is a fucking Jedi. But well, I, of just, I can't anymore. I mean, that Yoda, E.T. E.T. is a fucking Jedi. But yeah, I, but, I can't do it. But, but here's the fun part. That, you know, 
in an interview, Spielberg actually admitted that Lucas came on set and suggested it, and you know they cross pollinated that. Yeah, I understand that, but it doesn't mean that he actually is a Jedi. But anyway, moving on. Now, uh, back or to he was a here. Force user. How about that? He was a Force user. Whatever. Anyway, he was a special kind of alien. Uh, yeah, again, Earl, I, I have no idea. Man, I don't know if they poop, pee, poop, pop, pee, pee, whatever. I don't understand it. I mean, I don't know it, but I'm pretty sure they do. I mean, if you think about it, uh, they have to survive somehow, so I'm pretty sure the laws of nature would you know, be similar anywhere else uh, that people are evolving, whether it's on this planet or another planet. Uh, I mean, you know, look at the other guy here. I mean, he eats and poops and pees. But Jesus, I'm not really. Like, no, but you're pretty close. No, no, I'm not. No, not really, no. No, no. no all right, no, so. Not at all. all right, what's the next question? So there you go. That's that's the best we can do for you, bud. That's really yeah. it. I mean. Anyway. Uh, Daryl wants to know, sucks, yes or No. Ancient Aliens, a TV show. What do you guys think? Socks, yes or no? Sucks, sucks. Like, you know, oh, sucks. That's what you said. Socks. Not the stuff uh, you put in your feet on. Not socks. Sucks. You know, they have good episodes. They have bad. Ep- they have good episodes. They have slow episodes. I don't want to say bad episodes, but they have they have good episodes and they have slower episodes. That's that's the best answer I'm going to give you. Yeah. Um, Ancient Aliens has its moments. Um, it's look, it's a well-produced TV show. Um, it's entertaining, that's for sure. I wouldn't take everything you see on there uh, as you know, at faith value or, or uh, make a you know make that my reality because some of that stuff is embellished and uh, built upon through lies. Uh, anytime you see uh, Eric Van Daniken on there or uh, George Rotukalus in his crazy hair, expect a little fibbing to be going on. Yeah, Not fibbing, of, we'll say exaggeration. It's a little bit. Let's or, just, ex, let's let's just say he believes it, nobody else does. How about that? Let's, yeah, let's just, let's we just don't say call they, it lying, they, it's just something he believes that no, no, nobody else does. It's something they believe, you know, whether it's, you know, whoever they are, whether it's one of those two, it's something they believe, but it's something their reality just doesn't comprehend as reality. So, this, that. But, you know, that, that, you know, it, it's a good show in the sense that it, it's entertaining, it gets you thinking. Uh, I have a lot of friends who have been on the show, so I'm not a trash show in that, as, in that sense. Um, I have actual friends who have been guests on the show and have talked about different topics and stuff. Uh, Mike Mott and Tim Schwartz and a few of the other guys, Bill Burns, who actually, Bill Burns is the OG of, uh, Ancient Aliens, let's be honest. And, um, you know, so I'm not gonna trash it too much. Uh, but I would like you know, to see that show actually start to get the facts a little bit better because not everything in, in this universe or in this planet, I should say, uh, was built by aliens. Not everything. Maybe that clock in the background that just went off. Maybe that, but not everything was built by them. So let's give our you know species a little bit of credit. Uh, but you know, it's a fun show. I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's a fun show. Enjoy it for what it is. Uh, but again, don't take everything you see on that show as 100% accurate gospel. or fact. It's not gospel. gospel. It's not yeah, it's not gospel, guys. Now, yeah, <clears throat> that's a good one. Uh, Fred wants to know, and uh, Fred says, uh, "Is Fred from Texas?" He said, uh, "Welcome, Fred from Texas." He, he says, "Do you think um, you boys think that uh, weed is brought here by the aliens, or do you think it just grew here naturally?" Okay, try doing that without an accent, so I can understand what you're saying. Okay. <clears throat> Fred wants to know if uh, we, if us boys think that weed was brought here by aliens or it was actually uh, grown here just by 
cosmic accident. Because weed, and I understand why he's asking this, and he says because of the THC, because weed has ingredients on it, in it, that no other plant on the planet has. And science actually has called it the, the alien plant, uh, which is very interesting that they've called it that in the past. So I kind of get where he's going with this. Um, you know what? Uh, it could very well be. Maybe aliens that came down, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, uh, were potheads and they came down and said, yeah, man, this planet is like really, you know, like it's vibing and it's chilling and there's like water and there's a, there's a lot of bananas and trees and that's good for potassium, you know, you know, causes and they got gold and we get mines for stuff and it's really cool. But you know what, what we need on this planet, man? What's what? that, man? What, what do we need, man? We need some marijuana, man. We need to we need to grow some pot, so we can bring our uh, fifteen feet selves down here and just sit down on the cliff and 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 smoke a doobie. Huh. Interesting. That could have happened a thousand, a hundred thousand years ago. Just saying, it could have happened. Could have, but not likely. But could have. Yeah, you never know. Maybe not with that exact surfer voice. Yeah. Surfer, okay. You know? Surfing in the USA. Anyway, so there you go, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, hey, if that was the case, I'm all for it. I'll leave it at that. Alan? Is what it is. We don't know all the answers. Well, that's a very cookie-cutter answer. This yeah, is, I'll be in as vague as I can. because. Oh, yeah, okay. seriously. This, remember, this is realism radio for the masses. you got to be real, man. Keep it real. Keep it real, yo. All right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, there, there you go. That's, uh, I guess Alan's on a thing, so. Oh, that sounded good. Yeah, that was a good, that was a rip. Now, do you guys think there's the, uh, <clears throat> this is by Jake, by the way. I don't think it's Jake the Snake, but Jake says, do you guys think there is a, uh, let me make sure, I don't think he wrote this. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You wrote it right? Yeah, he misspelled the word here. Uh, do you guys think there is a reason, yeah, he misspelled the reason, uh, do you guys think there's a reason why so many people are now talking about the flat earth theory? Um, is there uh, fuel to this fire? I think people are talking about it because our education system sucks. There's been too many things that have taken out of the history books in the past half decade. Um, I think that, you know, everybody gets a gold star. Everybody's a winner is wrong. And I think these snowflakes that think that the earth is flat um, weren't taught real science in school. Now, when you say real science, can you embellish on some of that real science that actually tells you that the earth is round, though? Well, since we have both video, audio, nope. and... Nope, nope. Well, no, actually, uh... You're wrong there. It's uh, all CGI, bro. That's what they say. It's all CGI. So when you're in a plane, you don't see the curve of the Earth when you're up uh, 50,000 feet in the air. Actually, really, you don't. You see it, it's like a straight line. You really don't see No, you could see curvature to some degree. No. I've been on planes. Bro. But then again, I've, I spend most of the time like you know, just praying to Jesus. You're not atheist. It's like, let me land. Let me land. Let me live, Jesus. Oh, let me live. I'll never, I'll never use your name and blasphemy again. Until okay. next week. Okay, here's another. Okay, so light doesn't bend per se. So here's your proof of curvature. 
if you shine a laser across a hundred mile distance, you have to adjust for altitude. Well, I'm pretty sure that's not accurate either. I'm pretty sure that is. If you had direct line of sight a hundred miles and you shot a laser a hundred feet in the air, uh-huh. you'd have to adjust it for over a thousand feet of the air a uh, hundred miles away. Right, that's what they tell you, but have you actually done it yourself and tried the I can't say that I have, but I'm sure there's Aha And that's what that's the kicker right there, sir. Uh, sir so Are you sir turning, are that's you the kick, that's the kicker, sir. Are you a flat earther? Maybe. Okay. Well, let's let's get our guest on and let you hash it out with him and see what other conspiracies he's going to come up with, too. Maybe. Maybe not. Okay. But anyway, moving on, because I got nothing else for, uh, for Jake there. Uh, last question before we go on break here and get uh, Robert Morningstar on the line. Lady G wants to know, when did uh, the guy from uh, Free Freak Out Like He Did Again? Oh, uh, what, what? The, yeah, I don't even want to address that. Uh, talking about, uh, what's his face from the, uh, free organization, the other big group out there. And you oh, is that me. the one where he healed cancer, but he can't tell us how? That guy, yeah. Oh, that guy. Uh, yeah. Okay. With that said, uh, you know, I don't even want to address that because we've talked about that endlessly and, uh, it's just, it's bringing back, uh, bad memories, so. Moving on, guys. And we're going to move on to a commercial break. And when we come back in a couple minutes, we're going to have our guest, uh, Mr. Robert Morningstar, is going to be on with us to talk about his uh, Skype. I mean, his, 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 not his Skype, sorry, his YouTube uh, show that he has on now. That's uh, about, what, 10, 11-minute videos that he's putting on there and uh, really interesting stuff. Of course, right. he is the world great Robert Morningstar. And we hey, love having him on here. He's, he's one of our favorite dudes to have on the show. So I... Uh, Look He's forward the to dude. Having him on. He is the dude. See, he the really dude. is. No, no, he really is the dude. Like, if if there ever was a guy who you could say, like, man, that's the dude. That's Robert Morningstar. Okay. I think yeah. the movie was based off Robert Morningstar. They just want to tell us. Really. That's what I think. The we'll be dude. back, guys, and we'll discuss that with the dude. The we'll dude. That's right. Watch his radio. We'll be back. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or... No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah, yeah. 10 seconds of, uh, no. What are you that tra- was so convincing. Yeah, what are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. Unidentified flying something. Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. Unidentified flying, 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 fl
Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. We're back on Sky Watchers Radio live once again. Again, guys, if you want to join in, we have open lines, uh, and I'm sure Mr. Robert Morningstar would love to hear from you. 786-245-8127. Any questions you might have about what we're going to discuss tonight, please keep it uh, on topic and uh, call on in and uh, enjoy uh, the show with our guest, Mr. Robert Morningstar, our favorite guest on this show. We love having you on, sir. And uh, I had to have you on as soon as I saw that new video you put on YouTube, and I was like, you know what? That is some interesting stuff. You always come with, like, the best information when it comes to conspiracy stuff. So welcome back to Skywatchers, my friend. Sure. Thanks. Thanks. I'm happy to be here, and uh, thank you for uh, pointing out. I have a radio show on YouTube, and I I opened the show or initiated, inaugurated the show on the 100th anniversary of John F. Kennedy's birth, which was May 29th. And so I did a program called the Kennedy Century, and I'm releasing it in uh, segments. So the first one's 11 minutes long. They'll be about that long because, you know, people don't have a long attention span these days. Yeah, welcome to short attention spans theater. (laughs) No, actually, the the material is is, uh, very important, and it's better to take it in small doses. So uh, this one, I also have to say that I feel that I have a mandate uh, from John F. Kennedy to remind people of his message and his words and to point out that the assassination is one big distraction from the really great thing about his life, which was his life, the things he did 
the things he said, what he wrote. And so I am uh, reciting in this, I uh, recite the first few paragraphs of his inaugural address, which impressed me very deeply and got me out of a bad situation because I was forced to enter oratory contests by, by my school. And I hated to do it because like getting drafted and thrown, you know, your weekends are, are wrecked because you had to go to these uh, debates or not debates. Actually, they were oratory. You had to recite. And so the first year I did George Washington's farewell address, which was a very stilted old English kind of language. And then Kennedy was inaugurated. And then I chose to do Kennedy's inaugural address. And uh, I did well enough at the school where the contest was held to be, you know, they put it, put the spotlight on me and I was able to uh, get a scholarship to that school, Power Memorial, where I've told you I went to school with Kareem Jabbar. Yep. yep. So I, I, you know, I lucked out. The speech got me to the school. The school, I, I, I competed. I didn't win. But I did well enough to be remembered and they, uh, they accepted my application. And that's how I went. Uh, we wound up going to school with Kareem Jabbar and uh, a whole bunch of other great athletes. So I have this uh, kinship with him, and mentally as well as uh, spiritually. So I feel that in the you know coming years, I'm turning my attention to reciting passages from his uh, his speeches, the most important ones. For example, uh, in one of the segments, I'm going to recite three or four paragraphs from his American University speech, which is the one where he speaks about we all inhabit this small planet, we all breathe the same air, basically. So thank you for pointing that out. It's on YouTube. I have a Robert Morningstar channel. I also have a kind of a whimsical piece there. I had to familiarize myself with the, the movie editing software again after a year and a half of uh, not doing anything. So I put together this little piece about a UFO experience that uh, is a metaphor for some things that have happened at the Soldiers and Sailors Monument where I teach Tai Chi and other sports, Thunderball being one of them. So I put this thing called uh, Thunderball POV, which is point of view. I shot this hyperdimensional sport wearing video glasses so that you're... Wait a minute, hyperdimensional sport? Explain that. Yeah, you have to learn that um, in order to do what we do, Hyperdimensional sport is it's, uh, it's an expansion of your consciousness and in your body movement to understand that we don't live in a flat universe, that space, space-time is curved, and the fastest path through this kind of space-time is not a straight line. It's a curved path. And so we start to apply uh, relativity theory in uh, learning how to move in relative motion to these fast-moving balls so that you're never hit by anything. You see it coming, you evade it, but you receive the energy and turn it in uh, in a fluid motion so that ideally you never stop the object. And it actually creates a model of the atom. You know, electron, uh, electron uh, jumps from one shell to another. You gotta take a look at it. It's really, it's really exciting. It's uh, a peaceful martial art. It's a very high level skill that teaches you how to be aware of your environment at all times and to see threats that are coming or approaching you 
Uh, it trains your eyesight, your peripheral vision. And so you learn to catch one, two, three, four, and sometimes five balls at one time. It's thrown randomly. Wow. It's not juggling. It's not juggling. You throw, jugglers don't throw three at a time, four at a time, uh, uh, doubles regularly. And they're all different. Every moment is different in the sport. So anyway, I had a good, uh, a very nice student. He was a beginner. He was a drummer and uh, very, you know, coordinated. So I took uh, video glasses and I shot a few scenes there. So I compiled them. And I have had four, five UFO experiences at this monument while doing Tai Chi and one at night while doing astronomy. Wow. And so I... I compiled it, those ideas, you know, those experiences into this little whimsical little story. A guy takes a walk in the park, meets his friend. Obama's helicopter flies overhead, but there's a UFO in the sky while he's flying. Then they play their sport, and then, you know, they go home. And then you get a, later, you, at the end, you get a, a more advanced view of what it's really like. with a still a still tripod camera showing the two players. But in the first section... You are seeing what I see as two, three, four, and sometimes five balls at a time come in, and you're going to see how rapidly my hands move from Tai Chi and that I can catch two, three, four, three balls at a time. Two is simple. It's just every day. But uh, two and three and four uh, simultaneously, uh, you have to have very rapid eye-hand coordination. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's a lot of fun. So I point that out, but, you know, it's just a little exercise. It's a, a fun little piece, six minutes long. But I'm coming forward with more uh, uh, the Kennedy Century. And then I'm going to do another series called The Kennedy Years. And that's probably where I'm going to cover his, his really important work, which is not his death, you know, and not the assassin. Right. You know, not, but uh, I still have my work. I, I'm planning to reconstruct the Zapruder film. As I told you years ago, right. yep. something came down, you Google like something in my lap, and I recognized them as some of the missing frames from this pretty film. And uh, one of my projects is to reconstruct what the real Zapruder film ought to have looked like or did look like. So, but tonight I really wanted to talk about UFOs because so, so many interesting things have been happening. And I heard your dissertation. I heard you yes. earlier. And that question about do aliens eat and do aliens excrete? Yeah, yes. the greys are particularly uh, they're particularly foul smelling because according to um, witnesses and um, people who have experienced them, they absorb uh, nutrients through their skins. So they sit ah. in vats. They sit in vats of serum, which I won't go into describing. And they absorb it through the skin like a sponge. And then they excrete it through the skin. You know? Secrete it. Ouch. And that gives them a very, very foul smell, which is part of the horror that humans experience. When they smell the gray, it puts the, the body into uh, actually a less fight and more flight. Now, is it is this only with the greys or I mean the this is specifically related to the greys. Bigfoot also. Bigfoot is another stinky 
Another stinky critter. Well, when you're that big and that hairy, you're gonna have a funky. Yeah, but also apparently, I mean, you can ask, you can ask my my cousin. Uh, you know, he's a big hairy dude, and he smells terrible all the time. So yeah, if you're Bigfoot, this is beyond, this is beyond uh, human tolerance. And uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, hydrogen. You no, know, well, we don't we don't excrete hydrogen sulfoxide, and it's apparently this the fumes from this thing. If the person smells it, their brains go into an altered state, foggy brain, discordate, fear, run like hell, pass out. And that is one of the um, theories about the effect of a close encounter uh, with Bigfoot. You know, you pass out, and your, your memories will be washed away. And the other thing about reactions, now we're talking about interesting experiences here. Mm-hmm. Uh, encounters with extraterrestrials which can be by chance you, know, you can also have an encounter by design where they'll, they'll abduct you uh, by chance I mean you come upon it you observe a UFO see it come down you see them go out but then right. there is the abduction and in the abduction experience there is something that's a, a well known phenomenon that people's memories uh, they'll have to struggle some people right. can remember but others will have to struggle for years and will remember over time mostly from disturbances in sleep, uh, bruising marks that are left upon the body. Eventual hypnosis uh, therapy. Uh, let me ask you a question, Robert. You know, what would you classify, for example, Travis Walton's uh, scenario, his case? Because, uh, you know, this is a typical oh. abduction scenario. He wasn't like, it wasn't like they went to him and they abducted him, you know? I know Travis Walton, and uh, I've read his book. I followed him the whole thing for years, and he actually now believes that you know the saying, "The curiosity killed the cat." Yeah, well, that's what happened. He was so curious when he saw it. All the others were scared inside the truck. He was just so he was taken he was taken over by curiosity, awe. He ran out, and he ran really too close to it. And then it moved, and there was a shock because, you know, a UFO has a very powerful electric field around it. People don't realize, you know, it's an electromagnetic device. And so when he approached it too closely, maybe some metal on his uh, the clothes, his belt buckle, but something zapped him but and knocked him 10 feet away, as they depict in the movie. Right. And then everybody ran away. He feels the aliens came and rescued him. They didn't want to. They didn't want to zap him. They didn't really want to. Uh, it was like a, a come upon abduction. Mm-hmm. That stuff that they did. They there. said, "Oops." Was, oops. Sorry. Let's see if we can fix you. Oops. And, I did it again. So well, that's uh, <laughs> that's another part of the story. He also said that, that the movie gave you the feeling of terror that he experienced, but it was really exaggerated. For example, he was not naked when he was uh, left on the road. He had right. clothes. Well, the entire, like, actual alien scene in the movie where, like, they strip him up, you know, bare naked, and he's in the mm-hmm. ship, and he looks at the, uh, supposedly the uh, suits that they wear. I mean, none of that happened. Like, that whole entire scene. Well, he said it, it did happen in a sense, but not... Not that uh, they didn't put that suffocating membrane over him. Right, none of that happened. I mean, I, I had him. In fact, it's funny because I had him on the show once, and I kept asking him like, 
I had him point by point. I asked him, like, point by point, Travis, did this happen? Did that happen? Did this happen? And he's like, nope, 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 nope. And I was like, I know because I read the book, and in the book you went into detail, and it's completely, like, different than what they depicted in the film. And he's like, yeah, and this is why he wants to eventually buy the rights back and try to make the, the movie over again so they, they can do it right. Actually, now, there, yeah. there's a documentary that the did, did really. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's a documentary. Very, very good. He got the, the yeah. real people and now and the recollection. It's a very fine movie that yeah. I saw here. But I wanted to say, folks, you know, we're too oriented to the moving image. You know, our brains are too uh, attached to the cinematic. And I have to tell you that Travis Walton is a very fine writer. Uh, that book, uh, is, it's very surprising to hear, to think of a lumberjack as you think of, you know, of Travis, you know, he was a lumberjack. Right. But the book is so well written, it's so eloquent. Uh, I was very mm -hmm. impressed with the writing, so I recommend to people that they read it. So the other thing I want to read to you, which is important, is that a friend of mine named Captain Robert Collins, he's, he wrote a book. Called exempt from disclosure, and he used to be with the foreign technology division of the U.S. Air Force. At you know, Wright Patterson, you know the guys that recover the stuff and oh, yeah. engineer it. Yep, yep. And yeah, foreign uh, he, technology, right? This is yeah, called off-world yeah, off technology. I published an article he wrote many years ago. That's how we became friends and colleagues, and it's called FTD does not stand for. Uh, uh, the florist and that's when he revealed that foreign technology division is the area of the US Air Force the division that handles UFOs because that is foreign technology you see that's how they hide it when you when we think of foreign technology we would ordinarily think Russia the Germany you know, France whoever South Africa was very advanced right. uh, until Mandela took over and things mm -hmm. crashed the third world country but anyway, um, he revealed uh, things uh, about the aliens' internal structures and uh, organs and their teeth, molars. Uh, he, had a, he had, in his book, he's got a photograph of a cast of an alien jaw and the differences in the teeth uh, that they have. They don't have incisors. They have things for crushing and munching. And How vastly different is it from ours? Very different. It's like the. It's like if you imagine a teeth, uh, a mouth with all all molars. That's the way. The lower jaw. Anyway, Question though, if, they don't, if they don't eat normally like we do, if they eat through their skin, why would they need teeth at all? Uh, well, they, they probably have to grind some things, you know. This is another. And again, the um, the whole anatomy, if you want to call it that, of the gray, you can't really think of it in terms of our flesh and blood, because according to um, Captain Collins' book, the Air Force came to the conclusion that the grays are kind of a cybernetic organism. They're cloned. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that they're kind of part machine and part Animate, animate matter, but I've said to you, having experienced my, my own close encounters with greys, that they, they're intelligent, they're telepathic, they're animate, but they're not alive. They don't have souls. And that's a very... I've always heard that they're like a, very much like a, a worker race of uh, created beings. beings. 
Oh yeah, okay, here's yep. another here's another thing. Another theory um, is that the the greys were engineered by the highest of the the, the highest alien the dominant alien is the mantis, the mantis, and the, the right. mantis, the mantis created the gray by crossing something that they had, possibly you know, insectoids. Insects are kind of machine-like in many ways in the appendages yep. and points and, mm-hmm. and the, the mechanics of the exoskeletons of their bodies. And some theorize that grays are a Mantis human hybrid. That that was the result is a gray, which has characteristics of an insectoid, hive-minded creature, and um, basically bipedal structure, upright, humanoid, but not human. I want to read something for you guys. As I, I mentioned this, because. Uh, Captain Collins and I are in contact, and we exchange a lot of information and documents and things. And he brought my attention back to the IPU report, which is the Interplanetary Phenomenon Unit report. That was the division, or the yeah, the division of the Army that was sent to recover the Roswell crash debris and the bodies. Mm-hmm. It's a long document, but I want to read you a couple of paragraphs, which are very, very enlightening. Go for it. Uh, and they they deal with, um, well, you'll see what they deal with. I'll read them. This is um, page five of eight pages. But it says, point nine, all civilian and military personnel involved with the recovery operations had a need-to-know access with proper security clearances. Though several MPs suffered nervous breakdowns resulting in one committing suicide, MP details from Alamogordo and Kirtland performed security functions very well. Ground personnel from Sandia experienced some form of contamination resulting in the deaths of two of three technicians. The status of the fourth technician is unknown. Autopsies are scheduled to determine cause of death. CIC, which stands for Celestial, Central Intelligence Corps, or Counterintelligence Corps, has made appropriate security file entries into dossiers with cross-references for future reviews. Now, here comes a very interesting, very interesting paragraph. With the pending approval of James Forrestal as new Secretary of Defense, it is certain that he will be briefed on certain aspects of the discoveries. The only cabinet member to date that may know of the details is Secretary of State Marshall. It has become known, it has become known to CIC that some of the recovery operations was shared with Representative John F. Kennedy of Massachusetts, Democrat, elected to Congress in '46, son of Joseph P. Kennedy, Commission on Organization of the Executive Branch of the Government. Kennedy had limited duty as naval officer assigned to naval intelligence during the war. It is believed that information was obtained from a source in Congress who was close to the Secretary for the Air Force. I'll read you one more, because this, this dovetails. We'll bring it to a close with this paragraph. Okay. As, as to the bodies recovered at LZ-2, that's landing zone 2, it okay. appeared that 
that none of the five crew members survived entry into our atmosphere due to unknown causes. Dr. Detlev Bronk has been asked to assist in the autopsy as well uh, of one well-preserved cadaver to be done by Major Charles M. Charles E. Ray. From what descriptions the team was able to learn and from photographs taken by intelligence photographers, the occupants appear in most respects human with some anatomical differences in the head, eyes, hands, and feet. They have a slight build, about five feet tall, with grayish-pink skin color. They have no hair on their bodies and clothed with a tight-fitting flight suit that appears to be fireproof. Some of the bodies looked as if they had been burned on the head and hands. Ironically enough, there's a very loud fire siren going on in the background. Yeah, they're coming get, they're coming <laughs> yeah you can't blame me. It's not me this time. <laughs> no, hey, you can't you can't buy these special effects for a million bucks, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Are you sure they're not stopping by you? They'll be right. They're going to buy. Actually, you know, are they going to a fire? I say, no, that's the cops going for donuts and coffee. There you go. Their overall stature reminds one of young children. It is believed that there were male and female genders present, but was hard to distinguish. Okay, there you have it in a nutshell. In those paragraphs. Mm -hmm. I I had chosen the paragraph opening because of the reference to James Forrestal. When I continued on, it just came up with the John F. Kennedy reference. So it says quite explicitly that John F. Kennedy knew about the Roswell crash and the recovery of the bodies from a few days after it happened. And that oh, but I mean, does it shock you, though? I mean, does that shock you that he would know? I mean, I'm not shocked by that. Well, it's not shocking to us now, but it explains a lot about his reasons for wanting to become president of the United States to get to the bottom of this. I'll tell you something else about John F. Kennedy. I don't think that was his only motivation to become president, though. True, true. Yeah. But uh, he may have had an even earlier encounter with UFOs. If you saw, there's a reference to his um, service in naval intelligence. And what people don't know is that his PT boat career was not, uh, you know, racing after cruisers and battleships trying to torpedo them. It was mostly intelligence work, spying on the open sea, trying to intercept uh, troop convoys that the Japanese uh, were sending into the islands. He was on Guadalcanal at the time that this happened. And I found out about 10 years ago that in Guadalcanal, there is a UFO phenomenon that's been there for over 100 years, terrorizing the natives. And it's called the dragonfish. Oh, wow. And, and the natives, as I said, 100 years. So that's uh, 1917 was John F. Kennedy was born. Well, 100 years from the time that uh, that uh, this researcher uh, found it. So that about 2005, so from 1905 on. And they said that the dragonfish would come out of the water and then fly into the highlands of Guadalcanal in the northern section. Interesting. And it would come out of the mountains, out of the highlands of northern, and then go into the sea. And that curious uh, fisherman who had uh, felt courageous and trapped and curious would uh, canoe out there and they would be attacked. Sometimes they wouldn't be coming back. They were burned by the dragonfish. And I think that President Kennedy, being stationed on Guadalcanal, you know, 
of doing this intelligence work exposed to the natives and their legends and may have had a very early UFO experience uh, in the Pacific, which is uh, very probable, highly likely, because General MacArthur made a lot of comments about uh, the UFOs, because the UFOs and the Foo Fighters, they weren't over there all exclusively in Europe. They weren't Foo Fighters in the Pacific, but there was a lot of UFO activity in the Pacific. So we're dealing with this global event. I've come to the conclusion, uh, as I have some other people, that World War II was a war between extraterrestrial powers that were using human beings as their weapons, uh, as their tools, and that it was Hitler in league with the Dracos and the Reptilians who were at war against the United States, who were in league with uh, benevolent aliens, Nordics, uh, I would think. Nordics, uh, Pleiadians, if you want to call them that. There's a lot of labels you can put on them, but more human, humane and humanoid aliens rather than siding but with... But the, the Nordics, they, they do, I mean, it, this is where it gets a little, uh, you know, perplexing though, Robert, because the Nordics have also been sided with the Greys working together. That's uh, right. Travis saw, Travis saw them like that, so I mean, that's a little weird to say that, right. you know, one's negative, one's good. Right, well, no, it can be one's negative and one's good, you know, like, uh, we had we had the white race, and we had Hitler, and that was a white race, and we had Britain and America, and that was a white race. And I definitely believe that one was good and one was evil. And then after the war, something else happened, and you know, we we were subverted. So do we have like multiple Nordic-looking aliens with multiple like gray-looking aliens that are like on each? Yeah, they're cold like, race and they're short race. They are uh, the Air Force uh, categorization of alien types does list a tall alien and a short alien. The short alien is really short, stocky, more reptilian looking than the tall gray alien. The tall grays, four and a half to five, maybe five mm-hmm. to two. And then, but the, uh, the, the short gray, as they call it, short gray alien, is very short, stocky, um, uh, less of a neck, more reptile-looking, kind of—I imagine more akin to what we call a chupacabra. Very powerful too. Short, three and a half feet tall, maybe forty-five to sixty pounds, but extremely powerful and ferocious. And the thing is, they—they they mirror, they mirror what you do. If you are aggressive and hostile, they'll act that way. If you are Benevolent, I won't say submissive, but unafraid. Then they have a tr- they have trouble with that. They have trouble with people being unafraid. They also are telepathic, but their intelligence is not that high. They're programmed. Now, qu- question, uh, question, Robert. If we continue, uh, are we pulling? Uh, I mean, are we pulling these uh, characteristics of these uh, you know beings from like the fifty-seven supposed? Uh, species that uh, there's known to be. Yeah, I have I have read uh, the book of aliens and the fifty seven kinds, but right. you know of the fifty seven kinds, I think that about fifty fifty three of them. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, they're just invisible. They just don't want to touch, get involved with us, and they're doing they're doing their research 
and their observations or their sightseeing. But there are about four others that are actively involved in human affairs, interfering with our lives, and sometimes interfering for good and other times interfering to our detriment. I don't believe the Greys are our friends. I don't trust aliens. Um, I have had my own close encounters with several of them. And I'm a human being, and I'm an individual, and I'm not owned by anything or anyone else. And that is another con job that they try to pull on on the unwitting uh, abductee. Oh, we created you. We own you. You belong to us. We're going to make our image, our likeness. That's what you are. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? There was a question there earlier about evolution, and I I believe that there was a. We all have a reptilian gene in us. See, that was the, the 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 mark of Cain was the introduction of a reptilian gene into the Adamic or Christic genome, right? Adam was the Christ, right. the perfect being, the perfect man. And Eve was drawn from him, cloned from him. When the serpent crossed with Eve, this engendered this uh, new kind of human being, the line of Cain. And through the intermarriage, intermingling, intermingling of human DNA in the course of the ages, Almost all of us, I believe, are walking around with some proportion of the serpent. Mental retardation, because that would be like the cause of all that interbreeding, let's be honest. Like, how well, how so do we don't see more mental disease if that's the case? Well, a lot of it was... Uh, what are you talking about, inbreeding? Yeah, because we would have to have like centuries of really? inbreeding. There's a lot. In, in cultures that inbreed, there is a lot of... Uh, genetic deformity, retardation, right. uh, consequences of that. So I mean, would that, would you think, and honestly, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to make a, a joke here, uh, I think this is real serious because I do believe that there's a lot of, obviously there's been inbreeding throughout history, but do you think that this might cause, or be part of the cause that why in our DNA we have so much junk DNA, and like there's like 30,000 something chromosomes, there's just a bunch of junk, do you think that might be the reason why, because of all the inbreeding that took place? No, the junk DNA. I knew it was wrong. <laughs> it's not really junk. It's not really junk. It's just not activated. It's not activated exactly. It's uh, something that's in repose, waiting to be triggered for whatever its expression is going to be. That's a very interesting feel. It's remarkable how much we're learning about DNA. Also, as long as we're talking about DNA, there were two branches of humanity that branched off from two different different uh, female streams. The, the conceit of science has been that uh, all the races evolved from a single woman, of course, you know, Eve or Lucy right, or whatever. Right. However, uh, years ago, they found a fossilized finger in Siberia, and it was apparently a female finger, and there was enough DNA to do a study of it. And they found that the matrilineal DNA in that fossil was not the same matrilineal DNA that we have here, let's say, uh, in the West, in Europe, Africa, the Middle East. It's really... But totally- would, would that mean that we've evolved, Robert? I mean, is that what that means? Uh, 
Yes, we have. We have. And I believe that there's, you know, just like we used to have uh, upgrades for our computers. Uh-huh. I think that there is a force. There is a force operant. One of these entities that is working on human beings to upgrade us. I think that the whole life of Jesus was the big upgrade. You know? That Jesus came along and he was genetically engineered and he was a crossbreed of an angelic uh, being and a female, or, or an earthly woman, whose DNA had been uh, prepared for ages, uh, called, uh, I don't know how to filter, so that when the time of this uh, annunciation, let's call it, the angel Gabriel coming to her, it may be angel Gabriel who conceived the Christ at Qumram. The Dead Sea Scrolls, I've said before on your show, say explicitly the angels were coming and going and there was a sacred precinct in Qumram where only perfect people could go. No one with diseases, no one with deformities, no one with any kind of illness could enter. And this was a tabernacle. Or, you know, yeah, rules me and the other guy out completely. Yeah, and well, anyway, it... Uh, and then they had very strict, what they call purification rituals, in case the the Essene woman were to have angel seeds spe- uh, spilled upon her arm or upon her thighs, she had to go through a 10-day purification ritual. Now, I say what they call purification ritual, in our modern times, we would call it a decom- decontamination ritual. Because right here, I just read you uh, that uh, IPU report, that said three medical technicians at uh, Sandia succumbed because of some kind of contamination. And that, so it is very dangerous. These things are, you know, not of this world. And the, the bacteria that they may be carrying is something that is not really good for human beings. So human beings have had contact with aliens and they've come away with rashes. Mm-hmm. Fevers, uh, many other, um, and just from, just from simple contact too, which is uh, side effect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, quickly, Robert, uh, I have a question in the chat room that I wanted to get to, and uh, they want to know uh, what do you think of uh, Whitley Strieber? What are your thoughts? Well, I on think that? I think Whitley Strieber is a genius, and I was very impressed by his first and second books, mm-hmm. and one thing that really stood out and stands out even to this day was this one idea that Whitley had in communion to try to explain this opening of the portal and the interdimensional nature of of the UFO and spiritual experiences and he wrote that perhaps there is a technology a technology on the other side of death and the beings on that other side of death use that technology to open portals that make it possible for them to come in here for a limited amount of time to do something, observe or act, and then have to get back. And that idea, I think, was a stroke of genius, which gave me an insight when, when I have had close encounters with ghosts, there is a deathly chill that overtakes the human body. 
And the last and most powerful time that I had a ghost experience, it was all all white. And as it approached me, I thought to myself, my God, this is antimatter. Ectoplasma, antimatter. Mm-hmm. This is, and I said, this could be the Bose-Einstein condensate, something called BEC, BEC, Bose-Einstein condensate. And mm-hmm. it's a super cold state of helium that makes all the atoms of helium line up north to south in uh, in rows or unisons in polarity right. and it makes it appear and it's it, it's it's made to appear inside a, a magnetic field as long as the magnetic field is in effect the Bose-Einstein condensate will be visible as soon as the magnetic field disappears it dissipates and there's nothing there and I thought this is it, you know. They the and that would explain the cold, you know, and the shivering and the tremors. Because imagine the super cold being, you know, with with a temperature around it that's like Antarctica, because it has to be that cold for it right. to manifest and appear. And this big giant icicle comes up to you, and it's stealing and leaching all your, your chi and your life force from you, and your body goes into hypothermia. That's my explanation of these tremors and and uh, terrors that I went through because my mind was together. You know, I was, I was ready to deal with the ghost, and then I did converse with him and have this conversation, very deep, profoundly. Uh, but but my body, my body was just quivering jelly with every cell screaming. As we say, screaming bloody murder. Yeah, you feel like you're going to die. That's what screaming bloody murder is. And I could heal, heal every cell in my body, every hair, you know, up on end. And it, like, you know, when people's hair stands up on end, you get goosebumps. Imagine that amplified a thousand times in the sensation. And having to hold yourself together while you communicate with this, this entity. And it was a very good thing. You know, it was a very terrifying, but life saving experience. See, you think it's a bad thing when it happens. Because you are in mortal terror and you're in right. shock for days and days, if not years, to recover and understand it. Then you realize, wow, that, that being came there to protect me, you know, to set me on the right course. And that's the way that's the way it's been. It's guidance. Sometimes they will intervene in your life to to guide you and push you in a certain direction. And other times this this entity that really cares about you will intervene very rudely, stop you in your tracks to save you. And you think, oh, this is terrible. You know, I'm, I'm stopped, stopped in my tracks. And then years later you go, wow, was I lucky. You know, if I hadn't stopped then, I wouldn't have made it this far. That's kind of how I feel about my, my spiritual encounters. Interesting. Oh, okay. let's, 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 let's go back because I'm new to the chairman. I'm listening to you, and sure, uh, they want to ex- they want to expound on this Whitley Strieber thing. Um, yeah. you know, now that you know, I say it to ask you that since he was originally a sci-fi writer, and mm-hmm. uh, that's what really he did before he had his uh, Close Encounter book. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that perhaps uh, what you know he wrote early on as a sci-fi writer might have been memories that 
or you know, ideas that was given to him that he just repressed and put it in as work? Yes. Um, do you think that could be a possibility? Some of that stuff yes, actually is actually, legit. I think he believes that himself, that those, those ideas that... Uh, I thought he wrote Wolfen, you know? He, uh, he wrote... I think he did write Wolfen. He wrote a werewolf book and other things like that. And he now, he did say that he realizes after recovering the memory that maybe his creative spirit was erupting and writing these novels, trying to get him, give him the message and to remind him of what was going on. I actually think that the movie Communion is, is a very fine movie. And I'm kind of attached to it in a way because I had a psychic experience in 19, what year was that? Uh, 1978 or so, I guess, 79, that that movie came out. I had a dream that I was flying around New York. Has it been that long since uh, Communion came out? Yeah, I think so. I have the epics. I have these epics about with the girlfriend at the time, you know, so I remember I went to see that movie with my girlfriend so I can, I can date it around that time. But anyway, I then went to see the movie and I realized that I had had a remote viewing experience of the movie the night before because the scene that of what I saw in my remote viewing or lucid dream was a scene in the movie, which is this point of view, the POV of the UFO flying around Whitley Strieber's rooftop, more or less waiting for him to come out or them to stop and go in. And Hold on, did you get- say 79 or 89? No, I think it was 79. No, no, 80, it, I'm looking at it, it was 89. It was 80, 89. 89. Yep. It must have been a different girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It, it, maybe it was close to the town of the third kind. Isn't that no, from the 70s? No, no. Yeah, that was 70s, definitely. But anyway, I think Communion is a brilliant movie for... They didn't have a big budget, but they really did a good job. No, Psychologically, yeah. and the music by Eric Clapton... And the eeriness of the cabin, all of that, I think, was a very, very fine movie. As a matter of fact, I, I have a, my own copy of it on VHS. Uh, and let's not forget, Robert, it has one of the greatest actors of all times, Christopher Walken, in the movie. Yeah, you know what? At the time that that movie came out, I became intrigued by it. And the reason was that Christopher Walken's performance and his interaction with the alien was striking a chord in me that I I had not I had not yet recalled that I had had an encounter. I guess I said 1978 because that's when I had my encounter with Sword Grays. So when I saw Christopher Walken, and as I said, I, I'm a parapsychologist, I think on that level, that movie is a masterpiece in dealing with the the dimensions of different realms and states of mind, parapsychological states of mind mm-hmm. that one encounters in an alien experience, whether abduction or seeing a UFO or having an intrusion. So I think it's a uh, Willie Strieber is a brilliant person. Listen, here's another part of the story that some people think. Some people believe that Whitley Strieber uh, was given information in addition, when he was found out that he was an abductee and that he wanted to write this book, that he uh, got information from Central Intelligence Agency that he wrote into his books. Because whether people believe it or not, 
the CIA has been trying to acclimate the American public psychologically mm -hmm. to the UFO presence since the 1960s. And as I've said on your show before, in 1965, I saw Frank, uh, Frank Edwards, who wrote Flying Saucer's Serious Business, say that he knew CIA personnel who told him that they were preparing the American public in seven stages of seven years. And that in these stages, seven stages of seven years, they would gradually acclimatize the American public to look on the alien presence, not as a monster from outer space, but a, uh, you know, a fellow savior. savior. Well, he didn't say that, but he, said that, he said that they would be shown to be more benevolent, whereas they were 50s was all monsters from outer space. And he predicted Star Wars and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He said, and there's a technology being developed. You're going to see films, movies of a quality of reality that you have you could never imagine today. And right. these films will be used to uh, acclimatize the American public, to prepare them uh, for uh, the revelation of the alien presence in seven stages of seven years. That's 49 years from 1965. So, right. so that would have been 2014. And we have seen what I call a slow disclosure unfolding around the world. And the most recent one, you know, people want official disclosure? Well, it has mm -hmm. happened already, and it happened just recently in Iran. The oh, really? Tell us. President, the president of Iran... Uh-huh. Uh, on a news program, gave an interview and discussed his UFO experience when he was a little boy, eight years old. No kidding. No kidding. Really? And he says that he was eight years old and he was going to school one morning like every other morning and he saw this thing in the sky flying really low near the mosque. This is the interesting part. He said he saw it flying low near the mosque. So he ran over to the mosque. And it came down and landed in what, what I might call the plaza in front of the mosque. And he said, he said it looked like, uh, you know those things that they put on the back of elephants to ride around? Um, to ride around, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, saddles. Yeah, Isn't it called like an like a elephant saddle? No, well, you, could ride, you could ride inside it with a cover. You okay. know, like a Maharaja. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Now. Yeah, yeah. It was like a little um, I think cart, it was like a, a little cart. Oh, uh, he had an Iranian little word. rickshaw kind of a thing in right, the tanopy. right, with a canopy. And he says that it then took off and it flew off again, and he followed it and it went to another mosque, and that it hovered over the mosque and then zip, it just disappeared into the sky. So there you have official disclosure in Iran, the most strict Sharia law country has now admitted that there are UFOs. And it's my belief that Islam was created by an alien entity using UFO technology to mind control these people that eventually created the Quran and have created this Luciferic movement moving across the world. Let me tell you this too. Let Makes sense because uh, they're they're completely different and more like extreme than any other religion on the planet. In, so. in, in, uh, in when when you 
I know a lot of Iranians, and they are a great culture. They're very intelligent people, and they are slaves. They are mind slaves, the, the, the fundamentalist ones. They're mind slaves to the Sharia thing. Yeah. You all know about the 1976 encounter of a F-4 Phantom with a UFO over Tehran? Very no, famous. but tell us. We only have a couple of minutes left, but tell us okay, quickly. Famous yeah. case. Uh, a UFO appeared over Tehran. It was picked up on radar. The Iranian uh-huh. Air Force sent out two F-4 Phantoms after it. And uh, the first Phantom went in and lost all its radio communications, and it split. The second Phantom went in, saw the target at 25,000 feet, homed in on it, turned on his weapons, missile lock, and it fried his electronics. There was a tremendous heat inside the cabin, like it was going to burn up. The UFO released a white UFO that just sailed. It zigzagged and was heading straight for the F-4. And the F-4 pilot, seeing it coming and having uh, no instruments, no radio, and no arms, turned away from it. The UFO followed it, then turned around, went back to the mothership. Then the pilot circled around, saw the mothership descend. He followed it down. He went down from 25,000 feet to about 15,000 feet. He saw it land in the desert, and he said it was so bright that this rainbow-colored light was coming on all around it in uh, resplendent, radiant colors. So then um, this was the uh, general, Parvez Jafari. I met him. I met him in Washington and had a long dialogue with him. Then I told him about a story that happened while he was doing chasing this UFO. A British doctor and an Iranian were abducted from a mountaintop, a cabin in the mountains, and they were taken on a UFO that left and took them around Europe. They saw Yugoslavia, they saw Paris, they saw London. They came back in the morning, they were dropped. They thought they'd been gone for one night. When they woke up, they walked over to their car, drove into Tehran, and they found out that they had been out for two days and they had no memories other than having been taken from the cabin to the UFO and they thought it was just overnight. I told him the story, I told him where it happened and he lit up and he says, you know, the morning after I remembered where this UFO landed so I took a helicopter to go search for the landing site and I landed, I found the landing site and it was there, he said to me, it was there where you said these doctors, the doctor and this Iranian, he was really mystified. He was actually very gratified to know that there was this other event that had happened with the UFO on the very night, two nights, that he had been involved in this uh, UFO chase, which is very famous. The F-4 incident, thoroughly investigated by the U.S. Air Force. And uh, he actually gave me copies of the Air Force memorandum by... Colonel Mumi, M-O-O-M-Y, Colonel Mumi. No, no kidding. Colonel Mumi? M-O-O-M-Y. Anyway, so there has been disclosure in the most... We're not going to get it here in the U.S. In fact, you know, before we go, because we, we're short, really short on time, and yeah, I, know. I, mean, I, I wanted to ask you before we, we get out of uh, out of here, uh, what are your thoughts so far on Trump? Our, our boy Donald, what do you think so far? That he is... He- goes man he's doing a great job and no matter what the fake news says the fact that there were two elections today in South Carolina and in Georgia Uh and 
the Republican candidates won by a large margin. Yeah. 50 to 47 in North Carolina. I think it's all like bunk, and I think the, we have to protect the president. I think that the mass media is insane, and they're pushing an assassination meme on people. I've been talking about this yes. for more than half yeah. a year, and now we're seeing it. Uh, this Manchurian candidate programming that they're doing. We all have yep. to pray for his safety. I agree with that. He's yeah, doing even, even this uh, Kathy Griffith uh, shenanigans with the severed head full of blood. I mean, all that. You, you, do you not see that as clear programming to like, hey, kill the president? That's exactly how about Julius Caesar? The Julius Caesar play in Central Park where they oh dress yeah. with it. Oh, they have Julius Caesar and it's in modern dress, and the guy that plays Julius Caesar. Has blonde, blonde, you know, blonde hair and uh, reddish blonde hair, and he wears a business suit, and he's stocky, and he's a businessman. And instead of Rome and the Senate, it's a corporation, and uh, or, or actually, it is the Senate, and the congressmen kill him. And there's a big, heavy knife fight, and stabbing, and blood on the stage, and it's really pretty outrageous and pretty blatant yep. what he's doing. So, again, let's pray for him. He's doing a great job. That speech he gave in Saudi Arabia is one of the greatest speeches any yep. president ever gave. And it takes me back to the time of John F. Kennedy. And as I said, when during the campaign I was on your show, you know, promoting uh, belief that he could win. I said it then, I'll say it now. Donald John Trump is the John F. Kennedy of our times. Let's wow. He's, he's, taking, he's taking the battle... To the deep state. He knows it was the deep state that made him President Kennedy. Everything you and I know, everything I revealed on your show, between Roger Stone and me and a bunch of other people, Donald Trump knows it all. He's no yep. fool and he is protected. God bless him. I wish him success. Indeed. Robert, uh, once again, give the audience the, uh, the link or the name of the YouTube channel so they can check out the video. And, okay. Uh, where they can keep up with yourself, of course, UFO Digest is right. one of the places. But uh, give them also your uh, your other uh, links that you can give out. Okay, sure. Uh, best way to keep in touch with me directly is through Facebook. Robert Morningstar twelve is the number, but the one with the head of a dolphin. UFO Digest. We have some really important articles there, uh, both about UFOs, the Anunnaki, and the the Anunnaki control system, but we also have the Kalergi plan exposing the real reasons for the migrant crisis, the intentional mass migration into Europe is to dissolve Western European culture. And a Kalergi plan is an exposition of that by my friend uh, Patrick O'Carroll. And Stephen Erdman has written several articles on the Anunnaki as well as Nazis and the UFO, and it's all coming to a head. And you can also go for regular news uh, to MorningstarNews.nyc. But if you want to see my videos, go to the Robert Morningstar channel on YouTube. And you can type in the Kennedy Century, right? Robert Morningstar, the Kennedy Century, and then pick up from there. So thanks a lot for having me on, fellas. No, thank, no, thank you. you, sir. Yeah, uh, thanks for being on with us last minute. Good roller coaster ride. Till the next time. <laughs> It is it is a roller coaster ride. You're absolutely right, sir. It is uh, truly that. Uh, but thank you so much for being on here with us. And guys, check out that the, the video page on YouTube. Uh, very interesting stuff, as always, with Mr. Robert Morningstar, one of our favorites right here on Skywatchers Radio. Love having you on, sir. Have a good night, folks. Take care, buddy.
There you go. And uh, as soon as uh, you left, as soon as uh, we hang up with Robert Morningstar, you notice uh, something in there, uh, Alan? You notice something? What? No, I don't. What? It, it's a little quieter now. In the uh, little head yeah. less hissing. Can't blame it on me. Haha. <laughs> no, no, no. Because this is one. It's funny because I, normally I cringe when I have an, you know a guest uh, do a show from like the outside of, of their house. But I've right. gotten used to it over the years with Robert because you know, usually we, we either have crickets or we have like fire alarms or fire. This time we had sirens. Or... Yeah, sure. It's great. It's all you know. It's all in fun and it's all in part of the uh, the right. Robert Morningstar experience that he brings. <laughs> so uh, there you go. That was great. I love having. No, seriously, I do like having him on a lot because. Nah, he's uh, always wow. great to listen and talk with. Well, some of the stuff that he gets into is a little bit hard to really wrap yourself into and believe 100% because there's some stuff in there that even I'm like, uh, well, you know. Uh. But. I said he's good at, to listen to. I didn't say he's good to believe. No, no, no. Relax, man. Relax. I'm not going there. Relax. I'm just saying, uh, even with that said, there is a lot of truth to a lot of the stuff that he has uh, said yeah. on the show in the past. So. Okay. And I, can, I can make you say whatever I want wherever I'm going with this, can, can I? Because I can go yes, negative. Yes, you go negative, right? You know, just let, let me finish my sentence before you go. Either way, all right, other. fine. I'll shut up. All right, go ahead. Thank you. That, that would be really useful, other guy. Really okay, useful. you're welcome. Go ahead. Thank you. But again, love Robert Morningstar, and uh, I love having him on the show. He's a uh, fun dude, and you know what? I do think there uh, there is something coming to a head here with whatever the powers that be are. So, oh, I think it's going to come to a head because of Trump. Um, yeah. Nobody likes him, but he's doing things that uh, need to get done. He's doing. He, here's the thing: nobody likes him. Yeah, you know who don't like him? Liberals, Democrats, Republicans right. that are the Republicans that are working for the liberals. Hippie tree huggers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, sex offenders. Yeah, they hate Trump. Uh, you know, look here it is, guys. Uh, when both sides hate this man, it makes me want to love him more. Makes me want to support him more because I don't like either side either. And uh, for them to tell me, yeah, this guy, uh, he's still good. Well, why is that? Uh, well, because he beat Hillary, and you know, there's some stuff that they, the, the Russians leaked out, and the Russians sacked the election, man. Oh, Show me is, some bit of proof. Where, first of all, where's Just a little the proof? What exactly is it they hacked and leaked? Are you mad at the information that has been put out there? They, they leaked the information that Hillary screwed Bernie. Uh-huh. And right. turns Rigged out to be election. true. And obviously, yep. that's what they're pissed about. They're pissed about so, that what they did leak was actually true. So no, hold on, but so they're mad because they rigged the election and proved that they rigged the Democratic National Convention. So they rigged, So they proved that the Democrats rigged the election first. Right. I, I know it's screwed up. What can I tell you? It is. So here, here's my thing. Again, to whoever put that uh, leakage out there and uh, proved they rigged the DNC and screwed Bernie, my hat's off to you. Thank you. You're a great Russian, a great American, a great Chinese. Whatever the hell you are, you're great at what you are because you did something great. Because I wake up every morning thanking the Lord, whoever that deity might be, if there is one up there, that Hillary Clinton is not the president of the United States. Yeah. I tell you, you know what? You know what ticket I would have loved? I would have loved to have seen a Bernie Trump ticket. That would have been great. That would have been weird and interesting. <laughs> Either they kill each other or they fix everything. It's one or the other. One or the other. Guys, stick around for uh, Rich Giordano's paranormal, uh, paranormal G code or whatever the hell it's called this week. Uh, Danny Benton, I want to give you a shout out. You're a great, uh, great friend of the show, and uh, we miss you. Uh, thank you for being in the chat room tonight, guys. It's been a oh, long show. Was. Come back, he Danny. Was. We yeah. miss you. 
And uh, it's been a live show with Robert Morningstar, as usual. He uh, keeps us entertained, keeps us with a little bit of knowledge, and uh, keeps us talking about, uh, you know, the stuff that we talked about with him because there's always he a lot of information that comes out. Yeah, he talks a lot about a lot of stuff. Well, hey, remember, next week, don't forget, have a big show next week. Big, big, no, big show. No, no, it's the week after. No, 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 next week we have a big show. Next week's July. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I keep on thinking next week is July 4th weekend. No. Sorry. No, no. Next week. Thank you. Next week's big week. Yeah, next Next week week we got... Yeah, next week we got UFO Jim from MUFON is going to be on the show with us. And uh, we're going to talk about, you know, not only his uh, involvement in MUFON, but the entirety of what they're working with in this Corey Good situation. If he's, uh, you know, just in talking about that, we're going to discuss it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be serious time next week with uh, UFO Jim from MUFON, gentlemen. And uh, after that, we have a week off. That's right. We're going to take the July 4th weekend uh, or week off because it's on a Tuesday. And, uh, you know, I want to be with my pops and, and have some, and have a good time with uh, the family. Yeah, you got to so, do some family time stuff, yeah. Yeah, we all got to do that. And July 4th is the day to do that. So we're going to be off that a week. Following July 4th, on the 11th, we're going to have UFO Bob on the show. And then we're going to have some fun because UFO Bob, you guys are going to love this man. He's a, a hoot. He's uh, got his own YouTube channel, and uh, he started off as a ufologist. That's right. He was one of us. And then he started cooking. And we're going to find out what happened and if he's still interested in ufology, which he is, I'm sure. And uh, we're going to talk to him about what got him interested to begin with and what he believes, doesn't believe, and all that good stuff. So, guys, thanks again for being uh, here with us and listening live. As usual, I'm Angel. He's Alan. This is Skywatchers Radio. And as always, I tell you, right before we leave, keep your eyes to the skies and uh, stay safe. Good night, everybody. Good night, Alan. Good night. Bye-bye.